This is the Find Your Forte podcast, Technique Tuesday. You have the passion. You have the education. Now it's time for the inspiration. Get ready to step up to the podium with purpose. This is the Find Your Forte podcast with choral director and lifestyle entrepreneur, Ryan Guth. Hey there, Choir Nation. This is Ryan Guth with the Find Your Forte podcast, bringing you another Technique Tuesday. Today, I'm going to speak about cheesy repertoire. What is cheesy repertoire? Or better yet, what is quality repertoire? And how can you avoid cheesy? So I'm going to entitle this episode, Cut the Cheese, because I think fart jokes are funny even at my age. And um, we're going to just delve into really what makes high quality literature. You know, and and I think this is this is so important especially in a world where we have this abundance of choice. We have so much choice in repertoire these days that uh, it's almost I mean it's it's just almost maddening. Uh, where do we go to find awesome repertoire? You know, the distributors that we turn to, and I'm not going to name them by name, but the distributors that we turned to 10 years ago um, are not the only places to go. And I think that this is where people really struggle. And there are composers that made their entire careers because they were picked up by a couple big distributors. But now that there are small independent publishing companies popping up and people are self-publishing, we have this abundant amount of choice. And there's so much choice that it's just totally, it's, you know, you'd rather just shut down altogether and, and just go to one place. But, but, I would invite you to embrace the amount of choice that we have in the choral world today to find great repertoire. You do not have to go to, to the distributors that you did 15 years ago. Now, uh, this is why I've, I've not um, been too keen on bringing on sponsors to the Find Your Forte podcast that represent distributors because I don't think I could really pigeonhole my audience to look in in one place for their music because you know just composer websites uh have e e print music you know we have other we have other uh, online distributors that offer e print or you buy a license and you can copy as much as you want i mean there are so many um awesome publishers out there so let's d- jump into what makes non-cheesy repertoire. And the first thing that I want to talk about is text. Uh, If you've listened to previous episodes of mine, there was one uh, back a couple months ago called Put the Text First, delving into um, deep reading into your text and making a meaningful choral experience for your singers. Uh, But this is the number one thing for me, text. I read text. And if I'm moved by the text you know, in any way, emotionally, uh, I, I give it another look. But I look at the text first. You know, obviously not everybody, when grabbing an octavo, can open it up and maybe sight sing it perfectly the first time through or have enough wherewithal to get an idea of what it sounds like based on what they're seeing in the f- four parts or whatever. But if you open that flap and you look on the inside cover 
and you read something that's that's moving, then I say, put it in the yes pile or put it in the next pile so that you can go back to it and then begin to play through it and, and figure out what it's all about, what its structure is and all that. But if I have a, a, pa- a packet of 50 pieces sitting in front of me and I can only choose 10, the first thing I would do to eliminate all of those all of those choices and whittle them down to a small a small pile if i could get rid of half of them i think i could get rid of half of those pieces just through reading the text so that is number 1 i mean the text has to be meaningful it has to be something that you can dialogue with your choir about so that that they buy into the text as well that's so important um now, when, when it comes to things like stuff out of the mass ordinary or, or a text that's been set a million times by all these different composers and arrangers, then I think you have to get into another level of scrutiny. The question I would ask myself is really, and it's interesting because this question might tell you more about the composer's intention than anything, but does this piece challenge my choir and help them get from where they are to where I want them to be? And that really comes from a technique perspective for me. Is this piece challenging enough that I'm going to have to teach something to get them to to point B? Because if it's something where you could hand out and it's an easy win, yes, those are those are important to have in your program. Every once in a while, throw them a little lollipop and gumdrop piece and it makes everybody happy and it's an easy win. But when you're looking for quality repertoire, is it something that you're going to have to try hard to teach them? And this also tells you something about the composer's intention. If the composer didn't try hard to write this piece, chances are you're not going to have to try hard. And we have to give humans credit. Humans are really good at seeing through the BS. And if a composer didn't try and they're just writing something just to get it out and published, then it's easy to smell. It's really easy to smell. And and those types of compositions uh, are the ones that appeal to those less than self-aware uh, choral conductors amongst us that are just going to do what they're doing, take their paycheck home, and and just be happy they have a job. And that's really not doing any service to the kids uh, or the choir. So you have to think, is this going to challenge me to keep the bar high for my students? So we've talked about text. We've talked about the challenge to the singer, the challenge to the conductor to teach it, that avoids the cheesiness. The next thing would be the audience. Does the audience have something to hold on to? Is this a piece that can be meaningful to them in some way? Now, you can argue with me that that we don't teach choir to please our audience, but if you want support from the people in your community, the people that you're serving through your concert programming, then you're going to have to throw them a bone every once in a while. So 
is is this a piece that an audience member can get excited about? Are you excited about it? Because if you're not excited about it, so that's the first litmus test. Are you excited about the piece? It's very hard to be excited about cheesy, and I think many of us have enough taste to, to realize when we're not really excited about something and we're just kidding ourselves. So are you excited about it first? Are your students, are your choir members excited about it second? And are, is the audience going to be excited about it too? Because if, if the first two are not in place, if you're not excited and, the, and your choir is not excited, then the audience certainly will not be excited. It's like you're going to... It's like you're going to uh, buy a car and the person selling you a car is like, yeah, it's, this car's all right. It's not bad. Well, why would you ever buy a car from somebody who wasn't excited about the car that you're about to purchase? It was just, yeah, it's fine. Well, you would never spend twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 on a car that the salesperson wasn't quite excited about, right? So you have to be the person selling the piece first, then your then your students or your choir needs to be that second level, and the audience will get on board if those two if those two are in place. But the, really, just to, to sort of round this this all out, quality repertoire is engaging. It is exciting, and cheesy repertoire is not. So if you are self aware enough as a conductor to realize when you are not excited about a piece. It's probably cheesy. It's probably cheesy and you shouldn't program it. So that is that. Another way to find quality literature that is not cheesy is to find literature of cultural significance. If it means something to a, 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 a culture for years and years and years, right, it's passed down through oral tradition or it was, you know, transcribed years and years ago and has stayed alive for so long. Let's say it's a folk tune, Americana, maybe maybe South African apartheid song. If it's found its way through being culturally significant, chances are it's not cheesy. Yeah, there might be a cheesy arrangement of it, but again, you'll have to go backwards and figure out whether it passes that test of yours uh, as to whether you're excited about it or not. But if it's culturally significant, chances are it's a decent quality piece. So that's something to think about as well. The last question that you can ask yourself is what is your intention for programming this piece in your concert? Is it to impress? Is it to get an emotional reaction from your audience? Uh, is it for some benevolent cause, social justice, or or something? You have to think about that because you know if you can put that through your own personal filter th- and, and really think, why am I programming this in this piece? If it has a message that is for the greater good, then it's not cheesy. And if it's going to help you accomplish that, it's not cheesy. But if you're doing it just to get a a dopamine-filled reaction from your audience or to impress someone, then maybe it's not. But again, who am I to tell you? Maybe it is okay. But you got to think 
just you know, just to go through all these again, you got to think about 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 text. You have to think about does it teach something? Do you buy it? Do your students buy it? Will your audience buy it? Will they support it? Is it culturally significant? And and what are your intentions when you program it? That will help you avoid the cheese. That will help you cut the cheese. Now, if you go and and program something intentionally cheesy, that's okay as long as that's what you meant to do. Um, There are plenty of pieces that I've programmed in the past that were totally intentionally cheesy, and they were sometimes for good reasons, for bad reasons. I remember my first year teaching, I just had a tough time with my eighth graders that year, and I programmed this god-awful piece, and I just sold it to them. I sold it to them, and, and they bought it, and they gave an incredibly cheesy performance of a very cheesy piece, and I laughed all the way home that concert. Now, was that the best thing for me to do? No. Was I 22 years old and stupid? Yes. So, so you know, but, but maybe there are more benevolent ways to be cheesy. So, uh, who am I to tell you? I'm nobody to tell you that, but, but I, I do think these are some items that you should certainly think about when you are programming and trying to avoid cheese. Now, I've put together a list of some alternative uh, sources that are not your standard big-name publishers uh, where you can find some music uh, that is not cheesy, and uh, you can pick up that PDF full of awesome links uh, by supporting the Find Your Forte podcast on Patreon, which is at patreon.com forward slash find your forte. So it's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash find your forte. I know you've gotten value out of this episode. I know you get value out of all of my episodes. So return the value to me and I will continue to blow your mind with awesome things um, through my Patreon campaign. Again, patreon.com forward slash find your forte. Make sure that you hit me up on Twitter at Ryan M. Guth. On Facebook, you can search me out. Join us at the Choir Nation Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Choir Nation. You can see some behind the scenes stuff if you follow me on Snapchat, uh, which is Snapchat. Oh, there's no URL for that. It's just Ryan M. Guth, Amazon Michael, Ryan M. Guth on Snapchat. Uh, just, I'm all over the place and I always try to give value. I'm on Instagram, although I could be better at it. Same thing, Ryan M. Guth. So just find me online, hit me up. Let me know what you're struggling with. Let me know what your pains are because this podcast is only as good as the problems that I can help you solve and the pains that I can help you solve. So hit me up uh, on social media. Don't be afraid. I will respond to you. Uh, Just don't be creepy. And we will have an awesome, awesome life. So thank you so much for listening today. Tomorrow, I am thrilled to have Patrick Quigley of the very, very awesome choir, Seraphic Fire. And uh, he is a choral entrepreneur just like me, uh, who runs a $1.6 million budget professional choir. 
and he's going to spill some some beans for you, spill some secret sauce for you tomorrow, and also talk about our need for choral heroes uh, so that we can find our former students in our audience uh, in the future. So thank you so much again for listening today, and I can't wait to see you tomorrow with Patrick Quigley. Thank you, and have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening to Find Your Forte with Ryan Guth. As always, join Ryan online at www.ryanguth.com for detailed show notes and discussions on every episode. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Until next time, be amazing.